Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Sessions. What's up, B Pimp? How's it going, A Mets? I am doing well. We're on episode 59, which I'm happy about. They said we couldn't get to 59. Do you remember that? Oh, God. If I could have a dollar for every person that said, you'll never record 59 episodes. No, 59. They'll say 58, and then you'll peter out. But no, here we are, 59, proving the haters wrong. Going strong. Yeah, and we are actually uh, recording a little bit earlier in the week than maybe we normally would because, B-Pimp, you got a trip coming up. You're going to Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I've been there. Well, I've been to Colorado as a younger uh, man when I was about 12. All right, well, don't brag. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I, I was debating whether or not to talk about that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I was there as a, a kid. It was 96 when the Olympics were happening in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So they had like the, there's like a training complex, I think, in Colorado Springs or something like that. And they have a huge store, I remember that. And then, uh, you know, seeing the mountains and stuff, it's cool. But now I get to go as an adult and go to see a concert at Red Rocks. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Red Rocks. I've never seen a show there myself. I have been to Denver uh, before, but I think that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, just heard, yeah, so many great things about it. Just looking at pictures of it, it looks amazing. I was told that I should probably get a some kind of cushion to sit on because you're just sitting on like stone benches, apparently. So Sitting um, right on Red Rocks. Yeah, and red rocks. Yeah. So I That's might have to get idea. a red cushion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've also, you, you tell me when you get there, but I find their airport to be the furthest from any city I've ever seen and very frustrating. I think it'll be fine when you come, when you land. And then I, I know they have a train that you can take in or, you know, you can take an Uber or Lyft or whatever. But when you are leaving Denver, it's aggravating because you go through security and no matter what gate you're going to, you have to take their little train, no matter what. Oh, that's kind of like Atlanta. Yeah, it is like one of the... The airport is... It's probably the biggest airport I've ever seen. Not like it's the busiest, but just like the footprint of it is enormous for some reason. And it's very far away and very spread out. Well, the the reason that I've heard... Uh posited for why it's so large is because it's the headquarters of the new world order that's right so i'm ex- yeah i'm excited to see all the uh masonic imagery and mm-hmm. uh you know all the conspiracy theory stuff that well, i've heard about so yeah there's that there i mean they had to have enough space in the basement to fit all the lizard people too right that's where they live yeah i heard so are you... but no i heard i i did we're staying downtown like right by coors field Ooh, nice so we looked up the, tr- the train you have to take i mean the easiest way for us to get there is to take a train yeah and we're not we're not renting a car so i mean we could always like do the old like you said the uber and lyft but i think we're only doing that for uh we might go to um uh like like a day hike and then go out to uh avery brewing and in, in boulder which oh, is like an yeah. hour away, go- i think yeah i think it's even a little bit less than that i was in boulder last year Boulder is a great town. Yeah, so I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, I would that that would be great. It, it is nice that they have the train from the airport too, because when Maggie and I went like about five years ago, they had not finished the train to the airport yet, and they had just like a bus running every hour, 
So we just missed the bus, so we decided to take a cab to the city, and it was like $80. Wow. Yeah, like, oh, never doing that again. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but enjoy Denver, enjoy Red Rocks. I think it'll be awesome. It's a cool city. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, I'll bring back some uh, whiskey, most likely, or, or try some there and record my thoughts. And I will also tweet any whiskey-related fun facts I find. So stay tuned to our Twitter. Yes, it's uh, it, it's going to be hopping soon. At Whiskey Sessions, you can see all my hijinks. Yeah. Um, are you going to try to go to Iraqi's game? Yes, actually. Um, because we're going to be there so close to Coors Field and because... They're playing the Padres and Giants, so they're going to be in town the whole time we're there. We're going Wednesday to Sunday. Nice. So we're going to pick one of those days and get, like, the cheapest ticket and just kind of, like, walk around the park. Oh, I'm sure, like... The other thing I'm realizing, if you're on StubHub or SeatGeek or one of those kind of sites, just get your tickets, like, 15 minutes before the game. Like, they're always super cheap. Yeah, and all I care about is, like... I mean, the Rockies are decent and i like the padres but um i'm just just to go there and like see what it's like in there and uh, it's kind of a unique stadium yeah um, well the air is thin too well the air is thin so there's going to be dingers left and right Mm -hmm. um but although they don't they do something with the balls in a humidor or something like that to counteract it i don't know they i haven't kept up on probably what's happening with the Coors Field balls in the last 10 years. Cool Coors Field ball treatment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the lizard people in the airport are, like, doing something to them. Yeah, they, they give them to them to eat, and then once they poop them out, they're good for baseball. <laughs> good to go, yeah. They have just the right density after that point. Yeah, that's a trick. It's a hack. Yeah. Well, anyway, that kind of conspiracy theory grossness aside, we have a super great episode lined up. We are talking about the greatest sports jerseys of all time. So we're talking about every sport. So whether it's a jersey, it's a uniform, it's a kit, whatever it is, we're talking about the greatest uniforms of all time. I'm sure we have very comprehensive lists. Mine is probably basketball heavy, but that's how it goes. And B-Pimp, how did you find putting together this list? It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm, a, I'm a uniform kind of... Uh fan you know Mm -hmm. like i i I really respect a good jersey and i really detest a terrible one yeah so um this was fun to kind of think back on what what are the ones that stick out of my mind and mine tended to be baseball heavy actually so oh um baseball's got a lot of classic classic uniforms yeah and they and there's also the no spoilers but the ones that made it to mine are more of the unique kind of like off the beaten path ones that i like um when a team just goes for it so um yeah it it was fun good one to think about all right but before we get to that top five i have a whiskey to try and i i don't want to guess before i even try it if it's boot worthy or on the smooth train but i will say this is in a plastic bottle and it was extremely cheap can you reveal the cost or is that is so, gauche of me to ask. No, no, no. I think you could. Uh, I'll reveal the cost. This, let's see, this bottle size, it's a 375 milliliter bottle, um, of which I'm already guessing I won't drink all of that. <laughs> and it was $7.99. Okay. So, yeah, that's a. Yeah. 
And this was bought value. at a liquor store, so you know, I, I, I think it would even go cheaper at like a, a larger like wholesale liquor store. That's that's a price that we can look at it two ways. One, yeah, you you got a value price on a whiskey, but if mm-hmm. it's good, then you just found a hidden gem. I did. That is true. Um, it is listed at the top as saying smooth as silk. The name of the whiskey is Kessler, American blended whiskey. Uh, it's 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Uh, as I already said, it is listed as smooth as silk. We will see if it's smooth on the silk train. That's almost like they're trying to get us to put it on the smooth train, which I, makes me a yeah. little uneasy. It do, this feels like the first case where a whiskey is really trying to play to this podcast. Am I wrong? Well, I know that a lot of industry insiders are tuned into what we're talking about, uh-huh. so... This might be like a startup whiskey brand. Yeah, maybe it is. I really haven't noticed it before. Uh, it's blended and bottled by Julius Kessler Company in Frankfurt. Uh, but then it says Claremont, Kentucky. So I don't I don't know if this is Frankfurt, Kentucky or Claremont, Kentucky. There's not a lot of clarity there. I wonder if they serve it in the Claremont Lounge. Um, perhaps. Wait, what does that mean? Do you remember that song? No. It was Bubba Sparks and yeah, Killer right. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't rem- I remember a Bubba Sparks song, but I can't remember even how that went. It- so this is my w- new thing is I'm going to do the most obscure reference I can think of. So last time it was Three Men and a Baby, and now it's uh, Claremont Lounge. Yeah, I, I would say I think you know your Houston rappers better than me. Okay. Even with Chameleon Air factored in? Uh I'm okay with Chameleon Air, but if we are talking... Well, maybe Bubba Sparks isn't Houston. I'm thinking of... Uh, he's probably not. He's probably somewhere else in no, the South. No, you're thinking of Paul Wall. I'm thinking of Paul Wall. And then where's Post Malone from? Is he from Houston? He's from Houston. Okay. Or Austin? He's from Texas. Okay. I know that. Alright, maybe I'm realizing but, I don't know my locations of rappers very well. Sorry for derailing the whiskey, but I had to... Once you said Claremont... Can't, how can I pass that up? Yeah, I no, I don't mind you derailing the whiskey. I get a sense that this is going to be certainly derailed off the smooth train. But I, again, I am judging it too much. I think I should just pour a little bit. Yeah, let's see. I, I'm very curious. Yeah. All right, here we go. Putting it uh, on a glass uh, with a little bit of ice in it. I'm pretty sure I poured too much, but we'll see. That just means we're going to have fun tonight. Yeah. Uh, I am, yeah, what am I doing tonight? Just cooking dinner and watching a couple episodes of Game of Thrones. I think that's about it. Pretty okay. sure I can be half in the bag for that. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna smell it. Hmm. I don't really notice much of a smell at all, frankly. Okay. That's odd. Alright, here we go. Okay, this is the moment of truth. Do we find a value price hidden gem? Or is this gonna get kicked? Uh, well... You can take us through your your feelings. My initial feeling was that I didn't notice it that much. It has, uh, not a burn so much as an aftertaste, just like a a sting that kind of hit the top of my palate. That's kind of all I taste. uh, Apart from that, don't really... This almost doesn't even seem like a whiskey to me. It's like it's water spiked with some kind of spice. Oh boy. Um, 
That's... It's like a stingray stinging your palate. A little bit, but it's a it's like a baby stingray, so it's not that strong. I'm gonna take one more sip. I mean, yeah, I think we I made get, up my we... mind, but I just I want to know for sure. Yeah, we got to get some more uh, a larger sample size here. Yeah. Initially, so... I wasn't sure if like the ice had melted too much, but I just put this ice in there. I made sure any water at the bottom of the ice was gone. I think the whiskey is just very weak tasting so even though i i have had worse whiskeys um i would say ancient age is probably worse than this one um southern comfort southern comfort is worse but southern comfort is like weird in the way that it's worse this one is like mostly inoffensive but i i would not recommend it to anybody i'm sure it's okay as a mixer because it doesn't really taste like anything on the rocks on its own, it's not good. So for that reason, Kessler, American blended whiskey, you're getting the boot. Wah, wah. Yeah, you could do worse, but it's not good. I'm wondering if they're marketing this to people that want to drink a lot but hate the taste of any kind of booze. So they just, they're like, here, you could just put this in any liquid that's not booze and drink it and you'll get drunk, but you won't taste anything. Yeah, it does seem to, it does seem to have that kind of taste profile. Like it, it's the sort of weakness that I, I could probably mix it with lemon lime Gatorade and not even notice. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, pretty. It could be with vitamin water zero, and I wouldn't even notice. That'd be it. Yeah, vitamin water zero and zero taste for this whiskey. Yeah, it could have like one pouch of crystal light lemonade in four gallons of water, and I still would not notice. <laughs> it's that kind of well work. uh it yep. looks it looks like they failed in their attempts to appease us they did i do feel pretty good about the fact that i only burned eight dollars on this though yeah that's good that's yeah. the silver lining so in that sense i don't mind if this was twenty dollars it would be a much swifter boot now it's just getting kind of a normal boot it's getting a normal you know sunday afternoon boot yeah I mean, everybody, I think all of our listeners know what kind of boot that is. Yeah. Yeah. Explained well enough. Uh, all right. So that's another boot from me. I would love to see our overall boot percentages. I think I give way more whiskeys to boot than you do. I I'm can too, barely I'm, think of any that I've booted. <laughs> almost none. I am. I might be a little too harsh. No, I think I'm just like, hey, I'm drinking whiskey. I'll back you to be smooth train. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, that's something you, like, you appreciate those things about life. I, 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 I maybe need to revisit whether I even like whiskey if I'm giving so many whiskeys the boot. <laughs> this is an existential crisis on the whiskey sessions. Yeah, I did try a whiskey. Um, and maybe I kind of want to get a bottle to test it on this, but I, I tried it. I was in Michigan last week. And I tried a little bit of this whiskey from Texas uh, that was pretty good um, with my uncle there. So I, I gotta find, I forget exactly what it was called. I think I wrote it down somewhere, but it's a Texas whiskey. So I think they've got somewhat of a whiskey game now. Yeah, you gotta get a bottle, get a little sampler. Yeah, I think I might. It wasn't even that expensive, really. But I, I realized after having this, I want like a... Next time I'm up, I'm getting a fine whiskey. I don't care what it costs. I want something that's firmly on that smooth train. 
Yeah, look for a seersucker bag. If you see that, you're in business. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'll do. All right, our top five. Everybody's been on bated breath. Um, is that the term I'm looking for? I realize I've been mixing metaphors a lot lately. I think it's one of your one of your uh, charming personality quirks. Not knowing <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, mixing metaphors. Oh, okay, good. No, uh, that's right. They're waiting with bated breath. Yeah, waiting with bated breath. Baiting with weighted breath, right? Yes, yes, yes. Got yes. it. They want to hear about the top five jerseys. I know everybody's got an opinion on this. Um, so, fuck, let's get to it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. These are our top five sports jerseys of all time. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp. What is your number five jersey? My number five is the... Any uniform worn by the Montreal Expos. Ooh, good pick. And the reason is multiple. There's multiple reasons why it's number five. So, one, I love the Expos. Um, I'm very sad that they lost their team. I think it's one of Bud Selig's most offensive parts of his uh, regime as commissioner. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a city that's crazy for baseball and... They still sell out, like, if they do exhibition games there. But beyond that, the jerseys were great. It's like a red, white, and blue color palette, and it's just anytime any jersey they had was awesome. Plus, the logo, it's like a very, um, like, uh, festive-looking M, but it's multiple. It's all three of their colors, red, white, and blue. And the it stands for that the space on the left side of the M is an L, like a curse of L. Oh. which is Los Expos de Montreal. So you can see all the letters that spell that out in French in the logo, which is awesome. So I, I love the Expos jerseys. I never noticed that. Yeah. That's pretty sneaky. That's like Yeah, I thought uh, it was creative. Yeah. You know what, lo- well, one of these days we should do, this might be too close to this list, but we should do top five logos too. No, we could do that. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about logos a lot because I lump them in with jerseys, but we could definitely... I'd probably have a different list if it was just logo. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, Okay, my number five is the current edition of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, you like that, eh? Yeah, so I really like the... uh, I mean, I like both the white and the blue, um, but the, the logo with what I'm pretty sure is the Bay Bridge stylized is like, I think really just kind of classic looking to me and certainly better than the old, the, the previous incarnation of the Warriors jerseys that had like the weird warrior guy with like a lightning bolt or something. Um, that like the Jason Richardson era. Yeah. Ones? Those look like shit, but the current ones with the circle and the bridge classic. I really like them. Yeah, you're right. It's uh. It's a, uh, it is a nice aesthetic looking uniform. Yeah. It's, uh, no, that, that I feel like is a good one. All right. What is your number four? My number four is the classic San Diego Chargers powder blue unis. Ooh, good pick. I love it. It's the powder blue with that lightning bolt. Um, it's like the best, it, it totally encapsulates the Chargers. Anytime you see that uniform, you have no mistake of who that is. Um, it's it's just awesome. It's just a great jersey. It looks great. 
uh, I liked it. I think at one point they had the numbers under the bolt on the helmet, which is cool, like a little number. Mm-hmm. But I like, I just like how that how that looks. I'm not a, as big of a fan as when they of when they do it now because they do like a more modern like take on it. But I just like the classic. I think it was in the '80s when they wore that. But I like that that old powder blue Chargers jerseys. Yeah, I uniforms. Could, I could see that you so far kind of have a theme of picking teams that don't exist in their cities anymore. So I'm well, thinking, I'm thinking there's got to be some Hartford Whalers coming up. You know, I I really neglected the NHL. Yeah, but uh, I did entirely. But, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Do I have any other ones? Well, I'm not going to say. But yeah, that's that is also in common with my first two. All right, my number four is the Oakland A's. So it's both my my five and my four are Oakland based or Bay Area based, if you will. But the Oakland A's, first of all. I love me a good green and gold color scheme, um, and that will probably come up again later. I can't imagine how. <laughs> it's not the Packers. Yeah. But it's, I like the way they write athletics, classic look, um, just nice cursive, nothing, it's not overdone for the ones that have kind of like the, the old school elephant logo on the shoulder patch, I like that a lot. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um... But yeah, it's just a good look. Classic baseball jersey. And you're talking about current incarnation? Yeah, I think it is the current one. Because I really was... I like the current ones, but I was really a big fan of the... I believe it was around the 1990 when they were in the World Series a couple years with McGuire and Canseco. They had... A lot of the guys wore the stirrups, so they would wear like either green or gold stirrups with the, the... basic gray baseball pant and then the jersey and it looked more like a shirt and i really liked that version but they're still great i mean they've always had really good uniforms yeah now they good uniforms good color scheme classic baseball team to me what is your number three my number three is the mid 1980s denver nuggets Ooh, with the the color stripes with the color stripes and the denver skyline and the basketball that's pretty great. It's it's so good. Like another, you know, they did have kind of a red, white, and blue. I think they had some orange in there too, but it's just so. I mean, it's such a great uniform to this day. Like it just looks amazing. Um, the the way they did the skyline, it's like a half basketball mm-hmm. um, with the skyline in white, kind of silhouetted into it. And it's so cool. It's 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 a great uniform. Look it up. It is a really great uniform. The only reason I didn't put that one on my list is because the half basketball and skyline is a rip of another team. But I really do like the color scheme for sure. Did. Did they actually rip that off? Yeah. They're, wow. The Seattle Supersonics did that before Denver. Can I can I make a change then? Well, you can. I, I just, I don't want to dissuade you. I think, like, you made no. a good pick. No, no. I have to change. I can't take a copyright infringement. Well, well I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it's that bad. Well, guess what I'm going to do. Are you making a change? I'm making a change. I'm taking one of my honorable mentions and putting it at number three. And because of who they ripped off, it's going to be the Seattle Mariners late 80s unis. And guess what? Seattle pride, even though I'm not from there. Nice. 
Good boy. Okay, so the late 80s, does that have the Trident logo? So it's the ones where it was it was the light blue with gold and dark blue stripe with Seattle written on the front. Oh yeah, that's that's a really good one. That's it's so good. And I think on the helmet they might have the Trident. In the picture I'm looking at, I can't tell. But yeah, that's those those are so sweet looking. Yeah, I I love the Trident. I mean, I like the baseball that's a compass too that they currently still use i think um but it's hard to beat that trident i want to get a, a trident hat for sure i confirm it is the trident okay then then i cannot fault you for that pick that's it that's, that's in there that's a great pick awesome bye bye nuggets i still like it but you can't be in the top five no i think that that's totally fair um is this only this i i know i've done this once where i've done a late switch uh in the middle is this only the second time that we've done it? Is it the first time that you've replaced a top five? I feel like I also did it once. Okay. Fair enough. But I, it might be. I'll have to go back and listen to the 58 previous episodes real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen to, them, listen to them at 1.5 speed. Yeah. Just so you don't have to go through all of them. I mean, it's it's classic entertainment, so I wouldn't mind. But... No, no, no. Of course not. Uh, all right. My number three is... You know what? It's just a classic, and I realize it more over time that it's it's really a fine, fine uniform. I'm picking the Chicago Bears. Okay. I'm not a big fan of the Bears uniform, so I'm surprised. Wow. All right. So I, I'm not always a huge fan of like a blue and orange combo, but I think they do it right. And it's because the blue is dark enough. Like, the New York Knicks do a blue and orange combo that looks like shit to me. Yeah, it's too cartoony because it's, like, light blue and light orange. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Knicks jerseys look bad. They gotta just fix those and stop pretending like they're classic. They're bad. But, but they're anyway. in Madison Square Garden, so everything Ooh, is yeah. hallowed ground. I know. Um, but I like the Bears. It's got that nice dark blue. It's got that little, like, uh, Hallis patch on the shoulder. Um, it's, it's not too much going on and you don't want too much going on in football, I don't think, but it's just, I like the color scheme. I think it's a classic Jersey. They haven't messed with it. It seems like too much over the years and yeah, it's good. It's my favorite football Jersey. I do like the, um, this is a logo thing, but the, the C, I just realized this in the last couple of years, they did the C where the bottom part of the C sticks out further than the top to mimic like a jaw of a bear. Oh. I don't think I totally noticed that. Yeah, it's like a little tiny thing, but it's—I mean, it's kind of weird because it's a C, so it's not like that correlates to a bear head. But yeah, but I always thought it was kind of weird that they're called like the Monsters of the Midway, and that was based on the University of Chicago football team. Yeah, because it is strange. Yeah, which is weird. And University of Chicago actually does have a football team again after I think several decades of them not having a football team. But I am almost positive their football team is probably not good. Well, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they got a bunch of ringers. They, they might, but I'm certain University of Chicago is not Division One. They're probably Division Two or Three. Yeah. But either way, um, yeah, I like the Bears uniforms. That's the that's my one Chicago pick, and I think it's a just kind of a classic, simple uniform. Do you do you like the orange alternate ones where they wear orange? Shoot tops? Uh, not my favorite. I like the dark okay. blue instead. It, 
the the orange is a little bright. It's not as offensive as like the Seahawks lime green, but it's a little much. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, what is your number two? My number two is one of, well, obviously, one of my favorite jerseys ever, the Milwaukee Brewers 1980s uniforms. Ooh, good one. It's got the MB, which also is a baseball glove holding a ball in it, but it's also an M and a B from Milwaukee Brewers. Another little uh, hidden thing in a logo. But beyond the logo, it's the um, white, blue, and I think yellow more than gold um, color scheme that they kind of went too far with in the 90s, but the 80s when like Robin Yount was playing and Paul Molitor, um, it was so great. And some of them had pinstripes. Some of them, like the road uniforms, I think, had the blue as the dominant color. And it's just a... It's a, it's one of the best, and that's one of the ones that holds up really well when they do throwback um, uniforms, too. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I had to kind of, like, refresh my brain on what exactly this looks like. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I honestly not... don't know why they ever changed it. It's one of those sneaky things. Again, I did not notice there was an M and a B. Yeah, these people making baseball logos are geniuses. Yeah, and you know what? It's like a Milwaukee thing, too. Have you noticed, like, with the the new Milwaukee Bucks logo from the last year or so? has, like, a sneaky M in, like, the collar of the buck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's their I thing like that to, too. to put their letters in there. Fear the deer. Yeah. All right, great pick for your number two. Uh, my number two is the Seattle Supersonics from the late 70s through probably 94 or 5. Yep, honorable mention for me. Great yeah. uniform. Very, like, pretty simple. It's just got the Sonics uh, across in a slight tilt. Uh, I like both the white and the green. Um, and just to watch Sean Kemp catch an alley-oop from Gary Payton, dunk, swing around the rim in that jersey as it untucks from the force of his dunk, is just classic jersey. One of the things I like about that jersey so much is that both the white and, like you mentioned, the white and green, they have no loss of awesomeness between the two. Like, either one is awesome. I kind of favor the green a little bit myself, because it's just like, there's not a lot of teams that use that. I know the Bucks in the 70s had more of that color, mm -hmm. but but not a lot of teams have used that. And it's like, it's like very... Uh, synony or synonymous with them, yes. Yeah, the, the green is just... It's hard to say it's, it's... I feel like it's just the right green. Like, the Bucks is a little too foresty. Uh, like, the Packers is getting kind of like a, a slightly lighter green. I think the Sonics green is just, like, perfect. It's great. It's like an emerald green. Yeah, it's, it? it's... I Yeah, I would say that for the Emerald City. Um, yeah, makes sense. No, it's a great green. Obviously, I probably have some hometown bias there, but I think it's a good jersey. And especially much better than the jersey that came right after, uh, which was like the mid-90s to probably around 2000 Sonics jerseys that also included red and orange for some reason. Yeah, with the did it have the Space Needle? Yeah, it's just like... Their colors for that span of years were red, gold, orange, and green. 
That would have been Desmond Mason in the dunk contest, right? Yes. He would have worn that? Okay. That's yeah. how I identify these things. But yeah, that I it was... Yeah, there was too much happening with that. Yeah, well, and actually, the Sonics were in the finals versus the Bulls with those jerseys. Which I didn't Oh, love. yeah, 96? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was psyched to have the Sonics in the finals, so, of course, I'm not going to hate on the jerseys for that. But, man, the classic jerseys would have been better. Yeah. Sonics would have beat the Bulls if it was the classic jerseys. I don't know that we could really argue that point. <laughs> yeah, uh... I think a lot of people would probably argue that point, but I'm going to stick to it. I feel like it's Ironclad. <laughs> Ironclad, for sure. All right, what is your number one? My number one, another baseball team. It is the San Diego Padres. Nice. And I know specifically the years, 1980 to 1984, it's the burnt, like, very forceful brown, and it's the big, uh, ornate P. And they have Padres across the front, and they would do, like, the brown and white, and they would flip them, you know, home and road. And they also had um, just, like, the, the lettering was great. The way they did the numbers on the jerseys was great. It's the best jersey Is ever. it that kind of, like, uh, is it the one that has the lowercase kind of slightly bubbly-looking lettering? Yes. Oh, those are fucking great jerseys. They're the best. The the color scheme is awesome, and I will say, even daring. I agree. That's why I like it so much. It's it's like, uh, like you don't see them, a lot of teams put brown, I mean, the Cleveland Browns, but yeah. you don't see a lot of teams just be like, we're brown. Get, get, <laughs> deal with it. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's a great number one. San Diego's getting some love on your list. Yeah, they got some good jerseys. Yeah, fair enough. All right, my number one is... The 1992 Lithuanian Olympic basketball team. Wow. Number one, the jerseys themselves are great. Actually, fairly straightforward. Green. They say Leituva, which is the way a Lithuanian would say Lithuania. Those look great. Combined with the warm-ups, which were tie-dye. And the team was funded by the Grateful Dead. Another great story because they it was they were newly an independent country um, after the 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 breakup of the USSR, so they really didn't have any money. They got the Grateful Dead to help fund them. Um, sweet warmups, sweet jersey. It it's my number one with a bullet. Yeah, I looked it up while you were uh, talking about it, and they, those are pretty amazing. Yeah, un, like. We can talk about other daring jerseys and warm-ups and whatever. These are the craziest. Yeah, it's got like a basketball that looks like the world, like it's exploding. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. No, I love it. Um, all right, you got some honorable mentions? I do. One of them for sure is the 1983 White Sox. Ooh. Which is the, the white, red, and blue where the Sox is just in the middle with the barred. Uh, colors around it. Oh, okay, yeah. They still kind of... Do they wear those? <laughs> That's their throwbacks? throwback right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's I like great. Those. I like the Patriots from the early to mid-80s with the Pat the Patriot logo. I have a hat with that logo on it. Oh, nice. Um, I just liked that. I thought the logo really helped, but also it was their most... I don't really like the new with, like, the Patriot. It's Pat the Patriot still, but it's, like, that streaking... Uh, his face like streaking or something. It's weird. It's like a strange take on it. I just like the like the early early to mid eighties classic one where they lost to the Bears in the Super Bowl. 
Nice. And the Kansas City Royals have had a lot of good uniforms, even though I hate the team. Um, they have the 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 ones I like the most are the probably like the George Brett era, um, the really light blue take on it. But I, I mean, and now it, I'm not as big of a fan of it now. They went a little bit darker with the blue, but they used to have a nice. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good powder blue, and they used to have a nice one. Yeah, that's a uh, a nice powder blue. Really is is good. Um, what do you got on yours? I, don't I found speaking of powder blue. It was tough to leave off the North Carolina basketball team from my list. Like they, the those old Tar Heels. Yeah, they've kind of nailed that powder blue. Um, I also like, you know, some classic uh, NBA. I like the Celtics, uh, the Lakers a little bit less. Uh, I do like the Dodgers jerseys, um, I, the ones that they're rolling with now. Raiders, hard to beat the Oakland Raiders. Pretty, pretty sinister. Um, Yankees pinstripes, of course. I'm throwing in an honorable mention on behalf of Maggie. She really likes the Hiroshima Carp jerseys. Uh, that's the Japanese baseball team. Uh, always like the Portland Trailblazers. And then, as you mentioned it, I put it on my list for an honorable mention. The Seattle Mariners of the 1980s. I gotta look up these Hiroshima Carp jerseys. They're pretty sharp. Uh, Ooh! Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah, I do like them. They were in the, uh... Japan series this last year, uh, facing off against the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks. That's I, one of my favorite team names. Yeah, um, they. I think the SoftBank Hawks won, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. Were um, the Chibalota Marines anywhere to be seen? I don't know where they were. I'm not sure exactly where the Nippon Ham Fighters finished or the Yamaha. <laughs> ham Jack. Fighters. I love the Ham Fighters. That's my favorite. You were going to say the Yomiuri Giants? The Yomiuri Giants, yeah. The, um... What is... Oh, actually, okay. The the Ham Fighters is the Sapporo team, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. There's some good ones in there. But, yeah. The Hiroshima Carp. Uh, classic logo and uniform. Yeah, that's a good... That's a nice... I like your international flavor. Yeah, I, w I, I wish I included a little more of that. I kind of, like... I didn't really look up any soccer, but at the same time, the, the soccer jerseys tend to have a lot of, like, sponsors on them, so I don't think any of them look that good. Ooh, wait, I have an honorable mention, late-breaking. Ooh, this just Brazil's soccer jerseys. Oh, shit, that's a good call. That's, again, that green and gold that I like. It's the green and gold, and they've got, like, uh, the, the symbol for Brazilian football, I think, is, like, a... It's, like, a golden football, with like, and, like, a banner or something that's always mm -hmm. on the chest. It's a great, uh, great uniform. That a is kit. a good one. Good, good pick. Uh, all right, folks out there, if you think that we missed a few jerseys, missed a few kits, missed a few uniforms, whatever it is, let us know. You can hit us up. Our Twitter is at Whiskey Sessions, or email us, even better, that's Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com, and we'll read them on a future episode. But let's get to your emails now. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what have we got in the old email inbox? Hi, I've been deeply offended by your verbal abuse of rum drinkers. Oh, here we I've, go. <laughs> I've been drinking rum since 1976, and I found lots of stuff on the beach. Words can hurt. <laughs> Kurt and Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree? That's the desert. <laughs> yeah, no beach there, Kurt. 
He must be. He must be. You know, he's commuting to the beach. Mm-hmm. He's drinking a bunch of rum. He's getting out his metal detector and he's looking for stuff on the beach. That sounds like a Kurt thing to do, doesn't it? And he spells it with a K too, just in case anybody was confused. Oh uh, boy. Uh, all right. I mean, look, I maybe I did hate a little bit too much on rum drinkers in the last uh, episode or whenever that was, a couple episodes ago, but. Whiskey is better than rum. Can we all agree on that? I think your treatment was fair. I think okay. Kurt's. Uh, I think Kurt's email explained why you had that fair assessment of rum drinkers. I, I think it does. Uh, okay, I have an email. It says, gentlemen, any thoughts about doing a blind whiskey taste test to decide on the true king of the whiskeys? This is from Gwendolyn in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Wow, is this going to be sponsored? I, I, I am kind of curious to do this. Like, we've had so many boot whiskeys. We've had so many smooth train whiskeys. My memory anymore could not tell you actually what the best whiskey is. I'm wondering if at some point, future episode, maybe next time I'm in Chicago, or we can meet in the middle in Denver or something like that, um, or next time you and Lisa come out to the Bay Area, we should do a blind taste test to really decide. I think it's a great idea. I would like to know a couple things. One is how who's going to decide like which ones get into the blind taste test? That's the first decision that's difficult. Uh, who's going to get these for us and prepare them so that we don't spoil any of it? Um, and we need to recruit people for this mission. Yeah, let's get an intern. Oh, yes. I've always wanted an intern. Yeah, podcast intern. I think this is important stuff. I gotta, I'm going to scout when I'm in Denver to see if there's anybody that wants yeah, to Yeah, somebody it. from, like, the University of Boulder. Like, hey, we got a research project for you, buddy. Yeah. That, that You think they wouldn't be on board for a preparing whiskey research project? A college student would love that. Exactly. That would be a yeah. dream internship. All right, we'll figure that out in a future episode. Uh, if you have an email that you would like to send us, go ahead and hit us up at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. We'll read that on a future episode. But B-Pimp, I think that is it for this episode. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave off our listeners with? Go Hiroshima Carp. Go Hiroshima Carp. We'll get them next year. I really think they will. Uh, until next time, this is Amos. And B-Pimp. Peace out.